Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, deception and failure, bankruptcy, layoffs, these are heavy words, and these words were contemplated and played out in the real life of a cabinet manufacturer in Belmont, Washington. Faced with insurmountable hurdles and obstacles, Steve and Carolyn Bell had two choices, give up or give it to God and pray for a miracle. The first time it happened, the family's livelihood was almost disappeared. And the second time it happened, hundreds of families depended on a miracle and God delivered. God loves us to face with him the obstacles in our lives so he could show us his almighty power and deliver us by his hand so that we can only give him credit and him the glory. When you go all in for Jesus, this is what you can expect. Impossible made God possible. Steve and Carolyn Bell with Belmont Cabinet Company are here to tell us a story right here on I Work For Him. Steve and Carolyn, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you for allowing us to join you. And we're very excited to have you both. Steve, when the circumstances, when circumstances seem unfair and ridiculously impossible, is it easy for you to rely on God for the solution and the resolution? I don't think you could ever say it's easy. <laughs> I would say it's necessary. And uh, when we went through our first great struggle in the early 80s, uh, we had no choice because all the choices were taken away. And so we either relied on him or we uh, floundered. And But is it easy? No, it's never easy. Carolyn, how important was it for the two of you to be in prayer together as you face these hurdles? Oh, it, it was very important. Um, I think I'm trying to remember back that far because <laughs> you know, I, we were... Yeah, at that point, we were full on, you know, with the family and raising the family. But I know that that's what we did. Mm. Because that was that was the best choice for us to be doing at that time. And, and we were we were young and um, that's what we did. When we come back, lots more with Stephen Carolyn Belt talking about Belmont cabinets and the story of how it came into existence. You listen to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we head out and talk with Steve and Carolyn Bell about Belmont Cabinets and where it came from and how they saw God work some miraculous things in their lives personally and in the lives of their employees and their company. Steve... Tell us the story of how you guys came to be in the frameless cabinet business. Well, originally it was, we would just call it the cabinet business. Mm -hmm. Um, But back in the 70s, I was working for Carolyn's dad building houses. So we were home builders. And when our daughter was born, I asked my father-in-law if we could, if I could build cabinets on the side in our garage. And he goes, well, do you know how to do that? And I go, well, I've had ninth grade wood shop. 
And that was good enough, right? I think I can figure it out. And so I bought a few tools and that's where it started. So throughout the remainder of the 70s, uh, I worked for her dad, building during the day, coming home and having dinner with Carolyn and the baby. And then I'd go out in the garage and I'd work for a couple hours and I'd work on the weekends and we just made it happen. Well, we were building at that time a standard American cabinet, which has a face frame. Um, in the early 80s, when I started building dental offices, that's when I was introduced to what we now call a frameless cabinet. And uh, later on, and I'm skipping part of the story here, but you asked specifically about frameless cabinets. In 1986, I started seeing this thing called frameless cabinets in the trade magazines. It's a European concept of how to build a cabinet box. And I thought it made a tremendous amount of sense. And so in 1986 and 87, I bought some equipment and we became frameless cabinet manufacturers. And that's all we've been doing for the last 30 plus years. And we are arguably the premier frameless cabinet manufacturing company in America. But it wasn't always without some hurdles. You guys had some difficult times in your lives as frameless cabinet makers. I mean, you talk about some of the hurdles that you have faced because you had some big bumps. Well, back in the early 80s again, when I was, uh, we had a large, a, a major recession in 1979 to 82 uh, when inflation caused interest rates to go very high and the building business literally stopped. And I was fortunate to get work working for a dentist as a contractor building his own personal home. He introduced me to his friend who owned a dental supply company, and that led to me doing tenant improvement contracting work, building dental offices. Uh, and we were doing great when everybody else was suffering from the recession. We had seven or eight guys working for us. We thought uh, we were God's gift to the world of business <laughs> um, until we uh, got a phone call from our attorney one morning and he said, are you sitting down? And I go, yes. And he goes, did you read the newspaper this morning? And I said, no, I don't get the paper. He goes, well, your dentist buddy just got arrested up in Vancouver, British Columbia with a briefcase full of cocaine. Mm. Oh. Wow. So he was friends with John DeLorean. John was putting it in his car as this guy just kept it in his briefcase. Could I guess so. And and so it, as the whole story unfolded, uh, they were involved with organized crime and they had a drug smuggling ring and a boatload full of their uh, merchandise got confiscated off the coast of Oregon and they were in a real cash crunch to the mafia. So they came up with this brilliant idea of let's burglarize and uh, vandalize our own dental offices and claim it against the insurance and fence the stolen goods. And, and of course, the FBI had them cold because they had them wiretapped. Um, and in that process, they were the only people we were working for. Mm. I was uh, 29 years old at the time. We had two small children, and Carolyn was pregnant with our third, and our world came crashing down. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
we lost everything that we had. Um, we were basically completely wiped out financially. So Carolyn, tell, tell us how, what did you learn about God through all of this going on in your life and, and in the midst of being a young mom and wife and this business example? What did I learn about God? Yeah. Well, I learned that he never changes, that he's faithful, that, um, you know, um, that he is always there for us. I, I learned these, these verse, I went to a private Christian school. I, I wasn't able to go to college, but, uh, these, I did jot these little verses down just in case you asked me something like that. But <laughs> I, I learned these in, um, in school and it was it's James chapter one starts with verse two and it says, you know, when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into my life, I will not resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Mm. I realize that they've come to test my faith and to produce in me the quality of endurance. And those verses have always stuck with me. And uh, it just, you know, when these times come you always turn to god and dig deeper and of course that's what we did and that's what everyone should do unfortunately we wait for those kinds of times to do that but um and it you know it made steve and i grow closer i mean you have a choice at that point you can either uh, dig in and, and get closer or you can you know split up and go different ways. Right. But we decided to become a team and that's what we did. Well, and that team built and you grew your business, your cabinet business. Uh, Steve, God, you know, God put a, a passion in your heart for, uh, you had a lot of debt because of what happened with those guys, right? You had, a, because you didn't get paid for all the work that you did, right, Steve? That's right. Um, our, my, I can remember sitting at a conference table with my attorney and accountant and they're basically saying, Steve, you've just been had, and we see no choice for you except to file bankruptcy. And given the circumstances, we don't think anyone would really hold it against you. But I was taught from a very young age to be a man of my word, and I, my word is my bond. And I just relied on Philippians 4, verse 19, that says, My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And I said, you know, it doesn't look good, but uh, before I take your advice, I'm going to try it my way. And uh, <laughs> the, condo, the attorney, you know, in a condescending manner said, son, 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 that's not the way the world works. Huh. <laughs> and within a month, you'll have a dozen lawsuits filed against you. And I said, well, maybe so, but first I'm going to try it. So I wrote a letter to every person I owed money to explaining what happened. And then I followed up with a personal visit or phone call and told them that all I had to offer them was my good name. And if they would trust me, I would pay them every dime with interest and not one person ever sued us. And that would, and that would have forced us into bankruptcy. Right. But it took us six and a half years of chipping away and I learned how to compartmentalize. And I had this bad debt that I chipped away at. And I had my suppliers 
agreed to keep me current, allow me to stay current, and I promised that I would never get past due with them again. But let, we could set aside this past due and I could chip away at it. it took me six and a half years. And uh, we have not been late, by God's grace, we have not been late on a bill since 1988. What's really cool is you can hear all of this story on YouTube. Just search for God Loves Cabinets. We're talking with Steve and Carolyn Bell from Belmont Cabinets. You can check them out online, Belmont, M-O-N-T, cabinets.com, belmontcabinets.com. Carolyn, this was a stressful time, I imagine, as you guys faced bankruptcy or moving forward and putting your faith in God. When Steve came home and told you what the lawyer said, and Steve shared his heart that he didn't want to give up, how did how did you react? Did you grow up in a household that said, we're going to trust God even when things look impossible? Well, yeah, I grew up in a very, very positive household. My parents were always, um, you know, very upbeat and... Um, so they instilled that in me. And so, um, I, I encouraged Steve that I believed in him and I knew he could do it. He, he sold himself on me from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I I believed in him and I knew that Mm -hmm. he could do it. So, Mm. yeah. Wow. You know what? I want to, I want to just settle there just for a minute. And, and Steve, how did that help you in moving forward knowing that you ha- your your wife believed that in what you could do and that you guys were relying on God um, how did that help you each and every day it, it gave me the freedom to just go out and and passionately follow my dreams and my instincts and Psalm 37 4 says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and so I've interpreted that over the years that it First and foremost, we delight ourselves in him, and then we can trust the thoughts that he gives us right. because coming from our heart. And so I had total trust in her, and she had total trust in me, and I had total freedom to go out and do whatever I had to do, which included working 16 hours a day at times, and I just did whatever I had mm-hmm. to do to uh make pay the rent pay the house make the house payment and feed the family and chip away and in that same time i took correspondence courses in how to become a business person and learn business and eventually we had the opportunity to do it again well and let's jump ahead you after you got the debt paid off god continued to bless your cabinet business and you grew and and you started building these frameless cabinets and and in the mid-2000s you decided to build uh, things were flying good all house building across the country was soaring and you built a monstrous manufacturing plant which you finished building was it an 06 or 07 you finished building this the manufacturing plant we moved in in April of 2006. All right, so things were going really, really good, and a couple of years later, after things had gone really, really good, things slowed down. In a minute and a half, tell us the rest of that story. <laughs> uh, somebody turned the faucet off in November of 2008, and our sales dropped 60% over the next year. And that big building required a, a substantial revenue number to break even and we fell well below that revenue number and honestly there was no way we could break even and so we had to just rely on god to give us a plans and thoughts of how we could reshape this manufacturing company to get the sales up over the break-even point 
Well, and you and Carolyn, again, doing this together in business at Belmont Cabinets, that's quite a hurdle to face when all of a sudden, I mean, how many square feet was your, your manufacturing plant? It's like 180,000 square feet or something like that? The, the, yeah, the, the, floor, the footprint is 185,000 square feet. That's a lot of manufacturing space. And so you guys are faced with this hurdle. You guys have to go to your knees together and say, okay, what are we going to do? When we come back, we're going to hear the rest of that story. How was your faith shaped by once again facing the impossible and realizing that the only only way this has happened is when God would make it possible, God possible. So we're talking with Steve and Carolyn Bell from Belmont Cabinets. Check them out online, belmontcabinets.com. You can see the whole video. There's a great video on their website, but the whole video is on YouTube, God Loves Cabinets. Just search it. We'd love for you to hear it because you can meet Steve and hear this whole story, uh, and uh, we'll find out. Uh, you can find out exactly what God was doing in those moments of his life. All the stuff we couldn't carry, couldn't cover on a radio show because it's too short. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in our mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manuals are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we're talking with Steve and Carolyn Bell from Belmont Cabinets. Check them out online, belmontcabinets.com. Maybe you are a builder or you run a big retail store and you want to find a phenomenal source for manufacturing cabinets that you can sell, belmontcabinets.com. Steve and Carolyn, you guys were faced with the Great Recession. At the, at the height, Steve, before November of 2008, how many employees did you and Carolyn have? We had over 200, about 220 employees. And, and which was supporting probably somewhere in the neighborhood of four or 500 people then because of their families and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you all of a sudden lost 60% of your sales, you all of a sudden couldn't cash flow your business, you, became, you guys faced another desperate situation, something that was it was humanly impossible. How, how did you see God deliver you and Carolyn and Belmont Cabinet through all this? Uh, honestly, it was a very difficult time. Uh, I look at that as a far more difficult challenge than what I faced in the early 80s. Hmm. But uh, I remember, I remember uh, clearly one evening where I couldn't sleep, and I went down to my office and pretty much spent the whole night on my knees. Mm-hmm. And uh, wrestling with God like Jacob at Peniel, wondering why was this all happening, and we'd been so faithful, and God just kept peeling the layer of the onion back, saying, what are you afraid of? Why can't you trust me? And I came to realize by the end of the, the evening that what I was really afraid of was my status in life, and losing my place, as, you know, having been uh, awarded so many accolades and being known as Mr. Integrity. And here I was, I was going to be going bankrupt and losing uh, a huge company. And what now? And so finally at, at about three o'clock in the morning, I said, okay, God, I give up. Hmm. It's all yours. Whatever road you want me to travel, I'll walk with you. I just asked one question, one request, and that is that you give me the ability to feed my family. 
and uh, it's all yours. The houses, the cars, the business, and you gave it to me, and you can take it back. And um, God gave me the the thought that I did own. We did own this uh, large building, and the real estate investment trust people were starting to come back into the market and um, maybe I could sell my building and raise enough cash to save the business. And that's what we did. It was a, that building represented our security, our future, our retirement. And we ended up selling the building and raising money to save the business. And over the last uh, 10 years, the business has grown by over five times. And we currently have about 350 employees. Wow. So thank you for sharing that. And I just want to remind our listeners, they can go to um, YouTube and go to search God Loves Cabinets and hear this story and watch it visually as well. So Carolyn, just real quick, um, there's a lot of people that have their own businesses and have struggled in different ways. It may look different than yours, but how can you speak to them right now, um, even especially as a married couple, to, to keep your faith at the center of whatever you're going through? in about 30 seconds? Well, I would just say, um, you know, number one, as a woman, keep in mind that um, maybe you're not as involved as your husband, but always know what's going on in your business. Know what's going on. And and work as a team. Be interested in, in what's going on. And pray about your business, absolutely. I would say that. Mm. And always... Know as a woman, as a woman, that you do have good intuition mm-hmm. about, and you need to speak out to them because there's been lots of times yeah. when I have good ideas, I present them to Steve, and he's like, Wow, I didn't think of that. Oh, great word. That is a good Thank word. Thank you. I All would right. suggest that. Uh, Steve and Carolyn Bell, thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. Thank you for, for asking. Us. Make sure you check them out online, belmontcabinets.com or on YouTube, God Loves Cabinets. Watch that video. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.